Welcome to All Things with Jen Oshman, where we look at events and trends through a Christian lens. All things were created through Jesus and for Jesus, so we're seeking to apply His Word to what's happening here and now. You likely know what happened in Christchurch, New Zealand exactly one week ago today. A gunman identifying himself as an Australian live-streamed his rampage of two mosques on Facebook. He was clearly an espoused racist with harsh anti-immigrant views. He mounted a camera on his head, and the footage showed him firing at men, women, and children from close range inside the mosque. The gunman is then said to have driven about three miles to another mosque where the second attack occurred. Fifty people were killed and dozens more were wounded in the attacks. The gunman was captured before making it to a third planned mosque. He has been charged with murder and is expected to face further charges. Prime Minister Ardern of New Zealand announced a ban on all types of semi-automatic weapons and assault rifles following the Christchurch attacks. Thousands of people gathered today, Friday, in Hagley Park near the first mosque that was attacked to mark Friday's National Day of Reflection for the victims. The Muslim call to prayer was broadcast on national television and radio and was followed by a two-minute silence. Clearly a horrific and just mind-boggling week for our friends in New Zealand. Clearly heartbreaking, clearly tragic. I do not want to minimize what happened in New Zealand at all. It is terrorism. It is scary. It's targeted violence against one religious group, which in reality is a threat to all religious groups everywhere, as well as to healthy functioning society. The act was evil and that nation will be reeling for years to come. But while you and I are well acquainted with exactly what happened in Christchurch, New Zealand, I'm guessing you don't know what's happening in Nigeria. The mainstream media in the United States has been largely silent on the religious violence that has been happening there. In this account, I will be quoting heavily from a small handful of online articles published by organizations that serve the persecuted church around the world. I will link to all of those websites and article articles in my show notes. Christian deaths are spiraling in Nigeria as militant Fulani herdsmen and Boko Haram terrorists escalate their attacks on Christian farmers according to reports from religious liberty watchdog groups that are active there in Nigeria. As many as 280 people were killed in Christian communities in several attacks spanning February through mid-March in Nigeria's Middle Belt. So in Nigeria, the north is predominantly Muslim and the south is predominantly Christian. The middle is heavily occupied also by Christians, and that is where much of this violence has been happening for the past year. Not only were 280 Christians killed over the last two months, but also brutal rapes and maiming with machetes as well as kidnappings have been reported. On the 14th of February, 41 Christians died when some 300 gunmen engulfed the village, chanting Allahu Akbar as they fired their guns and ransacked homes. Almost all the dead were women and children, as well as some elderly men who were blind and unable to flee. On the 11th of March, up to 71 people were killed and 28 were injured in a Fulani militia attack. According to eyewitness accounts, the gunmen were torching houses, shooting and hacking down anything that moved. 100 homes were destroyed in the attack. On March 16th, another nine Christians were murdered and 30 houses were destroyed. So in February and March, the bodies of 
about 73 women, some who were pregnant, and 101 children, ranging from babies strapped to their mama's backs up to the age of 10 years old, were interred in a mass grave. Attacks by armed Fulani herdsmen are a constant threat for the predominantly Christian population of Nigeria's Middle Belt. In the last two years, Fulani militants have murdered, now listen to this number, more than six thousand Christians, according to church estimates. 6,000 Christians killed by Fulani militants in the last two years. They also have destroyed church buildings and homes in their attacks. Since 2001, at least 500 church buildings have been raised in the Plateau State alone. Church leaders in Nigeria have repeatedly called on the president, who is himself a Fulani Muslim and also the son of a Fulani chief, to take decisive action against the scourge of attacks by the Fulani herdsmen on Christian farming communities. The Christian Solidarity Worldwide founder and chief executive Mervyn Thomas said, it is clear that the culture of impunity that surrounds these attacks has emboldened the perpetrators. International Christian Concern, or ICC, says there have been no major attempts by the Nigerian government to hold the Fulani accountable or disarm them. ICC said on March 4th, the re-election of President Buhari ensures that the government will remain dormant as the perpetrators continue to inflict suffering in Nigeria. Now, this raises a good point. The violence is not only religious, but political as well. In the recent presidential election, Many Christians have been disenfranchised, their votes simply not counted in neighborhoods and communities that are predominantly Christian. The votes have been thrown away. Their votes have been canceled twice in the recent presidential election. They are planning for a revote this Saturday, tomorrow, but the revote will take all day. And many people feel discouraged, like, why bother even showing up? My vote is not going to count. There is definitely a concerted push at government levels to Islamize the Middle Belt. Nigerian officials are downplaying, even denying, the religious component to what's happening here. Meanwhile, watchdogs are calling it a genocide or a religious cleansing, but Nigerian officials are downplaying it. Instead, they're calling it a conflict over resources, in this case over land. And so there is definitely that element between Christian farmers and Muslim herdsmen But again, 6,000 Christians have perished in the last two years. I communicated with a friend who lives in Nigeria today, wanted to ask her, are these news reports real? Is this what's really going on? I'm not hearing about this in mainstream media. Tell me on the ground, is this what's happening? She wrote me back and said, the attacks are real and they are happening in areas that are primarily Christian. Many of our own friends have lost their family members. The attacks have been going on for over a year, and the military is often seen fleeing the scene or coming back only when the Christians are fighting back, and then the Christians' weapons are confiscated. But no one ever goes into the Fulani camps to unarm them. Open Doors, which is another organization serving the persecuted church around the world, says or has ranked Nigeria as 12th in its 2019 World Watch list of the 50 countries where it's most dangerous to live as a Christian. So number 12 around the world. Now listen to this. Of the 4,100 plus Christians killed in 2018, 3,700 plus of them were in Nigeria. So the vast majority of Christians murdered around the globe in 2018 were murdered in Nigeria. Why aren't you and I hearing about this? 
Why aren't we hearing the details of the murder of Christians in Nigeria? I don't know. And that's not exactly what the point of this podcast is about, but one does wonder why isn't this making our news? I think perhaps it's because the victims are Christian and it's simply not popular to have compassion on Christian victims these days. It's no longer fashionable. It's now the wrong side of history to have compassion or to support the Christian community. I think perhaps it's that we can't as Americans or those in the West relate well to these raids, these Um, acts of mass violence, these burning of houses, kidnappings, wielding machetes. We can relate to mass shootings like what happened in New Zealand, but the kind of violence that's taking place in Nigeria is just hard for us to relate to. We have this shared history um, with, you know, New Zealand, us being the West, New Zealand being the West. Um, Perhaps it's, that's why we're more drawn to news coming from there. Um, maybe it's that it's happening in Africa. Africa is largely ignored. It's, it largely misses the headlines. It's largely, um, we don't pay attention to it in mainstream media. So I'm not exactly sure for whatever reason, this is being widely underreported. Well, here's what we can do. I asked my friend, how can the church body come around our brothers and sisters in Nigeria? What can we do other than me doing this podcast and just hearing about it? What can we do? And she said, well, Of course, you need to be praying. Pray for these families that are losing their children, losing their mothers, their fathers, losing their homes, losing their freedom, walking in terror day in and day out. Pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ in Nigeria. Secondly, she said, share this news wherever you have influence. The mainstream media is not taking note. And our clicks on the internet is what drives a profit. So whatever we're clicking on as a community, as a society, is what is driving the news. The more clicks, the more profit. So what are we clicking on? Are, are we sharing and resharing President Trump's latest gaffe, or are we clicking on and sharing news that really matters? And I I realize that it's likely that my clicks and your clicks aren't really going to drive change, but at least we won't be complicit in ignoring this genocide and injustice against our brothers and sisters in Christ in Nigeria. So share this news, talk about this news, share it on social media, click on the right kind of news stories when you're online. And like I said, I will be sharing a ton of these news stories in my show notes. Another way we can be helping is by contacting our congressman or contacting the White House. I actually contacted my congressman right before I recorded this, sent him an email just informing him of what's going on in Nigeria and asking him to take a stand. I will link a website where you can find out who your representatives are as well in the show notes. My friend said, you know, I said, is there something we can be supporting financially? Her response was, don't send money. Financial resources at this point in time are not what's needed. That's always the West answer, and it hasn't helped Africa in the long run. So friends, join me in praying. Join me in sharing this news. Join me in contacting your U.S. officials and encouraging them to get involved in some way. Thank you for listening to All Things with Jen Oshman, where we look at events and trends through a Christian lens. All things were created through Jesus and for Jesus, so we're seeking to apply his word to what's happening here and now. I look forward to chatting with you again next week.